0: My I know. guided by a master plan for complete domination of the earth. I hope it will Good God! I see it now! Emerging from the clouds! There's there's something in the sky. It's drifting closer, c- coming from the sea. They're trying to find it now. Spotlights are sweeping through the dark. There are the flashes of airbursts and the thunder of cannons. We've opened fire! Whatever it is, it must be killed! You've tuned into Paranormal Hotline, a weekly broadcast where we put our lives on the line in the endeavor of bringing you strange stories and terrifying tales. My name is Ashin, and I am joined by my co ghost and fellow intrepid re- uh, fellow intrepid reporter, Kaylee. <laughs> Kaylee, how are you? Welcome to the war.
1: Hello, welcome. <coughs> Jesus Christ, Ashin, what an intro.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't keep the radio presenter bit off. No, no. But um, here we are.
1: I had to turn my headphones down. <laughs> how are you this week, Ashin? <laughs> Other than energetic.
0: We had a good, good weekend. We went to go uh, see the, the Rocky Horror show. We did. The we saw the Rocky Horror. And it was very good.
1: The Rocky Horror. The Rocky Horror. <laughs> it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was spoopy. Uh It's nice to see something spook- spooky in February.
0: And then also we have uh, a new bank holiday in Ireland in February for St. Bridget's Day, which is excellent because St. Bridget, she's... The OG.
1: Yeah, St. Bridget's the best, man. I love all the stories of St. Bridget. She, uh, what, like, she was her dad was trying to force her to marry some man or something in one of the stories, so she, in order to avoid getting married, pulled her eye out of her head. <laughs> and he was like, ew, I'm not marrying a one-eyed yeah. woman. And then after he left and refused to marry her, she grew the eye back into her head. So, badass. Yeah. Absolute badass. Yeah, that's badass.
0: In one of the stories, a fellow was, like, leering at her and uh, she cursed him and his eyes just like burst in his head
1: <laughs> oh classic i would hate to have that power <laughs> i'd use no, it so be, unnecessarily somebody pulls out in front of me in the car i'm like boom there go your eyes
0: yeah massive massive accident occurs <laughs> Accident. Too much perfect,
1: <laughs> in quotation well he
0: veered into the oncoming traffic and his uh, eyes exploded he out of no his head
1: Oh, that's just really funny to me the idea of crashing and like your body like the seatbelt stops your body, but your eyes just launch out of your head. <laughs> what the fuck, Katie <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why it, g- <laughs> it turned that way.
0: That's really funny to me. It's
1: hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny, like in uh the mask, you know the way his eyes go like when he's you know
0: A ooga
1: <laughs> instead of a pain. Uh?
0: <laughs> oh my god. A couple of episodes back, I covered the Phoenix Lights, where thousands of people witnessed something in the sky over Phoenix, Arizona. My story this week, it's sort of similar. America, America's at it again, and there's maybe something in the sky, perhaps. Let's step into our time machine, or plug our minds into the mainframe, or do some spells or such, because we're headed to 1942.
1: (laughs) You You were driving back from the Rocky Horror and uh you had War of the Worlds playing <laughs> but I fell asleep in yes. the back of the car so I just woke up to the music the dun 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's the second time like this month that I've gotten scared on the drive back home <laughs> by music
0: well I hope I hope it was just the music and not my driving I mean
1: it's a bit of both I felt like I was being abducted <laughs> it's all good it was part of the experience
0: well we're all back we were back in one piece yep. so any landing you can walk away from is a good one that's true So, hello, welcome to 1942. You might remember from the opening of the podcast. 1942, I'm going to set the scene. We we, we didn't, me or you didn't live through it. World War II has officially started in 1939. Over here in America, because our time machine also brought us to America. (laughs) That's convenient. Do you think, like, sorry, I'm going on a tangent. (laughs) Do you think that time machines in movies have, like, a way of traveling through space relative to the time difference that they travel?
1: Ah, you've you've brought this question up before, and it always just brings more questions up because like technically if you're moving in time if you're in the one spot the earth has moved so much further away from where you were when you left so you'd just be floating yes. in space wouldn't you
0: uh, everything would have moved Like so yeah. like the earth is spinning for for one yeah
1: the galaxies but like... then
0: it's also like it's orbiting the sun yeah but it's also everything is like the whole solar system the sun is moving the whole solar yeah, system is moving that's what I mean like everything would like, just be the gone the galaxy is you know
1: <laughs> so it has uh, to and, be and like and
0: the universe is expanding
1: it has to be like tracked to the earth right I don't know I, I'm not smart um, enough to answer these questions
0: <laughs> gravity Let, let's go with we that we need
1: a science podcast to answer these questions for us
0: someone <laughs> authority <Yeah. laughs> on, on the matter on matter it doesn't really matter anyway um,
1: ooh is that a science joke or did you?
0: Yeah, let's go with that. All right. Last year, in 1941, on the 7th of December, Imperial Japanese forces attack Pearl Harbor. And the next day, America enters the war. As you can imagine, major vibe check. Start of 1942, what else is going on? In January, President Roosevelt, as in FDR, not Ted, he promises more aid to Britain. Franklin Delano Roosevelt is his name. Also in January, the Soviets push back the German army from Moscow. Uh, Hitler's Operation Barbarossa fails, and now they're in retreat. You love to see it. The first Americans then arrive in Europe. They land in Northern Ireland on the 26th, and the Brits are fighting Rommel and the Africa Corps in Libya in February 1942, where this case is set. On the 11th, an American aircraft carrier, the USS Saratoga, is torpedoed by a Japanese submarine 180 miles southwest of Pearl Harbor. On the 19th, FDR signs executive order 9066 which lets the American military forcibly remove and relocate persons deemed a threat to the nation to relocation centers or kind of prison camps yeah Um, more inland so like people of Japanese German and Italian descent
1: yeah yeah
0: even if they're like Japanese Americans of multiple generations they just get put in camps that that was just wrong bad call personally I think but there's this huge tension and a fear of invasion
1: cue the War of the world's theme
0: I'm leaving out so many things on the timeline, like stuff that's going on outside the war, but that's besides the point I'm trying to get the, like the general vibe, which is I would say intense paranoia yes, in the months following Pearl Harbor and you know America joining the war, it's a paranoid place. Japan has been raiding American merchant ships with their submarines, and the West Coast is especially paranoid because how the earth is round. <laughs> And there's a real fear of Japanese attack or invasion on the West Coast.
1: I mean, even if it wasn't round, Japan is still in that direction.
0: <laughs> I know. But I hadn't really thought of it because Japan is like, you know, we've always say oh, it's in the, the Far East or something. But yeah, for in, us. if you're in America, it's more, it's more direct to the yeah. West.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. That always baffles my mind as well. Because even if you look at a map of the world, like Ireland's like in the middle pretty much, next to Britain, where the map would have like, you know, been important to. Yeah. So it's always like Unless you
0: look at an American map. Are they different? They put America in the middle. What? And like they they split Which side is the country in half? I'm not sure. But uh not in the middle. Oh, okay. So there was rumors of Japanese submarines by the southeast Alaskan coast, and this led to a town called Juno doing nightly blackouts. A blackout is If you're not in the know, they block the windows and you end up like painting the car, the lights on your car so that it doesn't leave off a lot of light or, you know, only a small bit. So you're not visible from an air attack if bombers are overhead or something. Yeah, that freaks me out. Um, Rumors of a Japanese aircraft carrier off the coast of the San Francisco Bay Area caused the following in the city of Oakland. Closed schools, blackout. Then the police mounted air raid sirens on their patrol cars and made a lot of noise. And they ordered radio sounds. Can you imagine just being in the middle of all that, Gail?
1: Yeah. No phone, no nothing to like keep contact. No radios. That's nuts.
0: I wouldn't be able. Everyone's staying indoors, lights off. In Seattle, they ordered a blackout of all the buildings and vehicles. And a mob of 2,000 city residents, they went around smashing businesses who left on their lights.
1: Oh. Well, I suppose. It's, it's reasonable so, enough when you're expecting bombs to drop on you.
0: Also down there, Walt Disney Studios... Good God, has 500 army troops mo- 500 army troops move in to defend it and nearby factories from air attacks or saboteur. Rumors are flying wild and the nature of the events and the rumors means that it gets taken very seriously. A lot of people have itchy trigger fingers. Itchy trigger f- <laughs> A lot of people have itchy trigger fingers, both metaphorically and in a literal sense as we will come to see. All over the country, bunkers are being built, anti-aircraft guns put in place, air raid drills were done. Everyone knows how to duck and cover and to be very scared. So on the 23rd of February, the president, FDR, is doing a fireside chat, which was, like, a radio broadcast that he did throughout his presidency. He'd been doing it since 1933. That's kind of cool. Uh, he was president for four terms, by the way.
1: Wow. What?
0: So they brought in, like, an amendment saying, nah, you can't, like, to prevent, like, potential tyrannies. But it, this is before then. Yeah. He was president from like 1933 to 1945 when he died in in, in office. Oh, wow. But while he's doing his um, fireside chat, while that's being broadcast, a Japanese submarine surfaces near Santa Barbara in South California and it shells the Elwood oil field. It shells it? Somehow there's minimal damage and no injuries. Wow. I didn't know that. Now, it was firing, it was literally firing at a petrol refinery. It only did the damage equivalent to $8,300. The absolute neck (laughs) of them doing an attack during a fireside chat
1: yeah the goal
0: <laughs> the goal a report from the u.s office of air history air force history says the shots deemed designated to punctuate the president's statement that the broad ocean which had been heralded in the past as our protection from attack have become endless battlefields on which we are constantly being challenged by our enemies yet the attack which was supposed to carry the enemy's defiance and which did and which did succeed in stealing headlines from the president's address was a feeble gesture rather than a damaging blow. Loyal Japanese Americans who had predicted that a demonstration would be made in a connection with the president's speech, also prophesied that Los Angeles would be attacked the next night. The army too was convinced that some new action impended and took all possible precautions. Newspapers were permitted to announce that a strict state of readiness against renewed attacks had been imposed and there followed the confused action known as the Battle of Los Angeles. I mean, if you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have a Patreon. That's a great way to directly support the podcast. A Little Money does go a long way to help us put out an episode every week and you'll get access to our Discord. We're always chatting and posting stuff about and in between episodes. That's over at www.patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. We're on social media and if you are too, you should consider following us there. On Instagram, we are paranormal hotline and that's where we'll post pictures from our adventures and investigations. On Twitter, we are paranormal HL and that's a good place to get in touch with us. Finally, you can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it and don't forget to subscribe if you want to get it as soon as it comes out each week it is now the 24th of february hello hello welcome to the (laughs) (laughs) 20th welcome to the 24th of february a tuesday the office of naval intelligences issues a warning that an attack on mainland california could be expected within the next 10 hours then that evening a large number of flares and blinking, blinking lights get reported in the vicinity of defense plants So, like, where they were making various things for the war effort. Yeah. Which would have been prime targets. Yeah, yeah, obviously. An alarm is raised at 7.18pm and lifted at 10.23. The situation is a little more chill and a little less tense, but only briefly. In the early hours of the morning of Wednesday 25th, radars pick up an unidentified target 120 miles west of Los Angeles. At uh, at 2.15 in the morning, anti-air batteries are notified and put on green alert which is that they're ready to fire. At 2.25, the, the air raid sirens go off across Los Angeles County. I'd be so annoyed. Like, what if you're just trying to sleep, you know?
1: I <laughs> think they're more concerned like not about only am getting I gonna wake up, bomb-dushing.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's it. You wake up, you're, you sleep a spoil, and then you have to panic.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're not sleeping that night. I, I don't know. If,
0: I think I could maybe sleep through an air raid.
1: I couldn't, like, for sure. You think? Do you sleep that heavy?
0: Depends. I'm about 50-50 on it if I was already tired. All right. like, I can I I can fall asleep about anywhere, with the exception of home. If there's like a, a weird noise somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> can't explain that. Yeah, that's fair. I wish could, um, but anyway, air raid sirens. They were sounded. The police goes into blackout. Thousands, across the county, thousands of air raid wardens are summoned to their positions. The military account says radars tracked the approaching target to within a few miles of the coast. O two twenty one hours. Regional controller ordered a blackout. Thereafter, the information center was flooded with reports of enemy planes, even though the mysterious object tracked from sea. A thing to note here is that the Army Air Force did not send up planes to intercept or observe the target. Their account says that they had a limited fighter force and they were waiting to see, like, the scale and the direction of the attack before they commit their forces, like, the small force that they had. Yeah, yeah. At 0243, planes were, spot- uh, were reported near Long Beach. And a few minutes later... A coast artillery colonel spotted about twenty-five planes at twelve thousand feet over Los Angeles.
1: Twenty-five planes.
0: So he says, "That's a lot. That's like, <laughs> that's a lot. That's an, a that's, that's a force. Yeah, that's huge. A three-sixteen. Things got very American very quickly. Can you insert Frank Reynolds going anyway? I started blasting.
1: I feel like that's nearly the catchphrase of the podcast at this stage. We've probably said it in the past five yeah. episodes. <laughs>
0: yeah we'll put the clip in alright <laughs> anyway I started blasting bam Well, wow. no, I don't see so good so I missed 37th Coast Artillery Brigade opens up and begins filling the, the sky with violence they have 50 caliber machine guns and anti-aircraft guns which fire 12.8 pound shells that's 5.8 kilograms, which is heavy. Jeez. When you think about it, you're yeeting something into the sky that will explode. Like <laughs> You're not throwing it like a football. Fe-
1: <laughs> it's being blasted 21,000 into the feet sky. up, Kayleigh. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: They just get blasted. It's pretty, it's pretty high up. They're pretty heavy for that, too. Yeah. Now, I don't think I could sleep through this part. <laughs> Machine guns and ak uh, which is what they call anti-air. It's like for short. Also the name of a horse. It started at 3.16 and ended at 4.14, so almost an hour. Jeez. 1400 shells were fired were fired at something maybe nothing maybe that's a lot of shells
1: where do they go uh, like if you is. shoot a shell into the air and it doesn't hit anything does it just come back down
0: well no the, the anti-air shells will have like a timed fuse to like explode at a certain height ah uh, okay the all clear was given and the blackout order was lifted that morning at 7.21 so what was the damage was there anything to shoot at in those regards it's really strange yeah. no bombs were dropped on Los Angeles Whatever it was that was being fired at in the sky took no losses either. The only remains found, from what I've read, were like shell fragments from the Akak fire. That's nuts. However, they fired up and nothing fell down, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I you, you, you said 25 planes and I can't get that out of my head because I hadn't heard that before. That's a lot of planes. I thought it was just one yeah. that was sighted.
0: Well, that that is pretty much one guy's sighting but
1: that's still like like an insane sighting you know know? like I'd say if it was five I'd be like okay maybe it was a missed sighting 25
0: that's a lot what goes up must come down and the fragments from the shells did damage several buildings and vehicles over the course of it five civilians died three died in car accidents due to the blackout and the chaos and two died of heart attacks which has been blamed on the stress of the hour of shooting
1: Jesus the car crashes did yeah did any of them lose their eyes
0: I don't know, Kayleigh. Right. I also don't know what's with your weird obsession.
1: <laughs> it's just a funny image, right?
0: <sighs> um, if it was like the mask, maybe. Yeah. But even still, I don't think I'd be up for that. <laughs> Hours after the all-clear was given, the Secretary of the Navy, Frank Knox, said in a press conference that the entire incident was a false alarm and blamed war nerves. The army followed, followed up with statements, that the incident might have been caused by enemy agents using commercial aeroplanes to generate mass panic as a PSYOP. What? It's interesting going like, oh, it's a false alarm, and then the army going, yeah, yes, but maybe there was planes.
1: Yeah, that is really weird. That is so weird, actually. Yeah. It's like they could deny there was something there. They're not necessarily bombers. Yeah.
0: But there was something, maybe.
1: Mm, How did they not hit it then, you know?
0: That's another part of it.
1: Mm. Suspicious.
0: Suspicious. One newspaper, the Long Beach Independent, ran an editorial that said, there's a mysterious reticence about the whole affair and appears that there's some form of censorship is trying to halt discussion on the matter. There was suspicion of cover-up and there was theories such as secret air bases in Mexico, Japanese submarines that could carry and launch planes. What? Or the whole thing was staged. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, they had ones that could do smaller, smaller planes, I think, like observation craft.
1: What, like a helicopter or something? Like you need a landing strip to take off, don't you?
0: No, if it's a seaplane, seaplanes can land in the ocean. S- after the war was over, Japan like said, "No, we weren't flying planes at that time in that area."
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose I didn't even think of the like
0: but, they could just ask them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But then again, like how much of that is you know? Oh well, we're not letting on.
1: Yeah, how much of that is actually true? Erupted,
0: you know, regarding various explanations, Leland Ford, representative of Santa Monica. ...called for a congressional investigation of the incident... ...saying none of the explanations so far offered... ...so far offered... ...removed the episode from... ...the category of complete mystification. This was either a practice raid... ...or a raid to throw a scare... ...into two million people... ...or a mistaken identity raid... ...or a raid to lay a political foundation... ...to take away Southern California's war industries. Because they were like... ...oh is the whole thing being staged... ...or exaggerated as an excuse to move... uh, ...like the defense industries... ...away from the coast? Yeah... Which, like, you know, I understand, strategically, why do you have them on the coast, but then, like, economically, like, that's where cities are. Yeah. And, like, moving stuff around, so I imagine even if you were working in a place like that, you'd be upset that, like, you're losing all your war industry. So, so far, paranormal or not, the explanations so far are very by-the-book, you know, classic sort of army Well, we haven't gotten
1: Weather Balloon yet. <laughs>
0: Oh-ho. Oh ho. Oh. Oh ho. The story itself seems like it's just one of like mistakes.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I will it's, say best- the thing when it like leaves. Yeah. I'm go going. Go I was just going to say there's so many people who saw something, you know. The thing leaving the radar tracking is pretty spooky, I think. You know, that's like classic movie stuff. Yeah, it
1: is. It's it's so weird.
0: Was there even anything in the sky? A lot of air witnesses say that it was a blimp or weather balloon like <laughs> or our weather balloon like. What if I told you it was aliens? <laughs>
1: I'm sold. I'm there. I believe you.
0: Or, or, you know, at least some people think it was aliens. Who are the people? UFOlogists. <laughs> UFOlogists. I
1: thought you were going to say you. I was like, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was y- You too, I suppose. Yep. So, there's this classic photograph of the air raid that was printed in the newspaper. It is a really great photograph. It's what caught my eye originally and got me interested in this story.
1: Yeah, same. I think this is the first thing I ever saw about the... The Battle of Los Angeles was this photograph. It was on so many things, like so many alien magazines and stuff. It's it's so good.
0: You know it well. I'm sending it to you anyway. (laughs) It's a great photo.
1: Yeah, it is great. It's so cool. It's so cool looking.
0: So the photo was published in the Los Angeles Times following the incident. It shows all these spotlights pointed up at an object in the sky. And you can see other small little lights around it, which I imagine are the shells exploding.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that
0: is. Caught in the intersection of all these spotlights. All the beams. There is quite clearly a shape. Modern UFOologists claim that this is proof that a UFO or a spacecraft flew over, lo- over Los Angeles again. Like I say this in many episodes, I believe that if something does show up from across the stars, it'll have to be like so technologically advanced that something like the army trying to shoot it down with cannons it's not going to scratch it or bother
1: it. No. Although, it- <laughs> somebody said in the Discord a couple of weeks ago, and it made me laugh that you know the alien grays that like you think of mm. Roswell and stuff that apparently they're like the worst drivers in the galaxy because they have all the crashes <laughs> like none of the other aliens ever crash but the alien greys are constantly in crashes it's definitely not the greys <laughs> if somebody shined a light at them they would have been like swerving all over the place it's like <laughs> yes. it's because their eyes are so big <laughs> they're like deers they in just the headlights <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe they don't have a sun where in their universe or something
0: who knows or actually, you know, like you know me, when you're in the dark, your your pupils are huge. Yeah. And then when you go into the bright, like they they squint, get real small. They get small. Greys are just like Ugh. big, big black eyes.
1: Imagine their little, their massive eyes getting tiny <laughs> if you flash a flashlight at them. Oh my god. <laughs> and then that,
0: I just mean like everything must be just too bright for you them. You know, if
1: an alien grey crashes a spaceship, yeah,
0: hmm. and its
1: eyes pop out of its head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. How big
1: stop? would they be? They'd be massive. would like an ostrich egg.
0: What sort of omelette No, you... <laughs> oh, <M>. uh,
1: <laughs>
0: you took it too far. Sorry. How much protein? <laughs>
1: How many grams of protein? <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation and they come across this ship that's less advanced than the Enterprise and Worf was like, Captain, they're locking lasers on us and then Picard goes like, lasers can't even penetrate our navigation shields. Don't they know that? So that's how I imagine how it would be, like these little, like things just plink, plonk. Yeah, plink. especially like
1: World War Two.
0: I hate to say this to you, but what we're actually looking at is a retouched photograph.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, not for any like malicious or like you know wanting to blur the truth. Back in the day, when they were printing black and white newspapers, it was common practice to touch up the photographs so that they'd be more clear. Here's your original photograph.
1: Oh. I mean, it's still very unclear.
0: So it's a lot darker at night in the photograph. Way darker. You can see where they clearly darken the foreground in the retouched photograph. So just so like we can get like a, like depth. Yeah. And they also like use white paint in the searchlight beams just to make it all clearer because it it seems really foggy in the the original.
1: Yeah, but some of the searchlights look painted themselves. Like cause they're not as yeah. as wide in the in the original photo. We'll, we'll post these images in the Discord as well. Hmm. I don't know. It's very strange. I don't think I've ever seen the original mm-hmm. one.
0: The um, the object that they're pointed at, it becomes a lot a lot less clear. Yeah, it definitely More or does. less it's gone. You can kind of see like lights crossing over each other and that might make some sort of shape but uh, it's not like in the the classic photo where it's like, oh, there is definitely something.
1: Yeah. I mean, there could be something there but you would, you wouldn't know because you can't. It's just too bright. Yeah. You can't see anything.
0: Yeah, that's why I wish we had the uh, time machine to 1942 for a, maybe a short period of time because I wouldn't really want to live then. However, that's not the be-all and end-all for the UFO route. They are statements by a woman identified only as Katie from Santa Monica where she is claimed to have seen an enormous pale object hovering over her house. He also said that the military had sent up planes but army reports state that no planes were launched. I'm personally not too sure on her and her like, account because it could just be anyone. Yeah. Um, however, the chief police of Long, of Long Beach, J.H. McClelland, was up on the roof of the Long Beach Civic Center and claimed to witness planes coming inbound towards Renado Beach. Peter Jenkins, a staff reporter from the Herald Examiner, reported that he could clearly see a V-formation of about 25 silvery planes flying slowly towards Long Beach. Jesus, like that's a lot. One not-UFO explanation comes from the Daily News By reporter matt weinstein so after world war ii he was talking to a soldier who served in one of the anti-air batteries and he had this story early in the war things were pretty scary and the army was setting up coastal defenses at one of the new radar stations near santa monica the crew tried in vain to arrange for some planes to fly by so they could test the sinks the system no one could spare the planes at the time but they hit on a novel way to test the radar one of the guys bought a bag of nickel balloons and then filled them up with hydrogen attached metal wires and let them go What? catching the offshore breeze the balloons had the desired effect of showing up on the screens proving the equipment was working but after travelling a good distance offshore and to the south the nightly onshore breeze started to push the balloons back towards the coastal cities <laughs> the coastal radar picked up the metal wires and the searchlights swung automatically on the targets looking on the screens as aircraft were heading towards the city or heading for the city the Akak started firing and the rest was history
1: (laughs) that's insane what (laughs) I'd never heard that before
0: yeah no it's one account yeah (laughs) it's like 99 red balloons I I get that like they went out to sea so like they didn't worry about them anymore but I imagine that's something that you need to have a degree of clearance to like set off
1: I I assume you would absolutely especially during this time like (laughs) yeah even in not war time I'd assume you need
0: clearance I can't imagine. Like that, that it seems like a stretch. I think, but then again, you you wouldn't know. On the anniversary every year, the Fort Macarthur Museum puts on a recreation of it, which I think is good fun. What do you think all about that, Kaylee? Have you <sighs> any thoughts on what it might be?
1: It's not. Uh, I, I mean, I want to believe it's an alien. I really do, but it yeah. kind of seems like it was just uh, people being nervous. Something set off somebody, and uh, it triggered a mass hysteria.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: because like what could be covered the phoenix lights recently and i really do think something was there for the phoenix light at least the first time this time tar- mm-hmm. this is just it's amazing it's such a cool story and it's cool that it was like during well it's not cool that it was during a war but it's cool that it's like a wartime story about a ufo yeah but i think i think it might be Mass hysteria and it's rare that i say that <laughs> mm-hmm. i like to think everything no, I, I think
0: that's, i think you're kind of right there um i don't see it like you know Matt. It, the it, being chalked up to mass hysteria is a bad thing I think it's really interesting it
1: is yeah
0: and like this this almost like this sort of military incompetence Like, I mean I'm not saying it's a military incompetence no there's, but was, I like it this was, idea it was kind in of like nerves it's like I one think. person yeah yeah absolutely one person fires first you know pulls the trigger first yeah uh, you know thinking because you can't take you can't take a, a risk it there you know
1: yeah it's just if there's
0: going to be bombers dropping bombs on you like you're target number one if you have the cannons you know yeah yeah that's true but um it's not so five <laughs> people like, die you know,
1: I can't believe that I didn't know that yeah. at all. That's crazy. You know,
0: like I have this image. like It's like, you know, someone shoots up first and then everyone's just like, I have a voice.
1: Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's crazy. It's a really, really cool story, yeah. though.
0: It's an interesting study of what was like, it must have been like at the time as well. Like, all, Can you imagine the doom and gloom and fear-mongering going on in the media, on the radio, in the newspapers? Yeah. You know, it kicking off this way very good re- for very good reasons. Yeah, yeah. The rumor mill was like constantly churning, you know, and so you can... It's not that difficult to you know be in the head of someone manning those guns.
1: I would definitely start shooting if it was me. Yep. If I saw somebody else shooting, I'd be like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Especially if you're sitting there kind of expecting it, like waiting for it, you know?
0: That's the thing. They were, you know, there was a warning put out. Yeah. Guys, expect an attack within 10 hours.
1: It's not like it was just like a random night.
0: The photograph, though, is it's still one of the coolest. It's still cooler, cool, you know, man. I'd still, have it, I'd
1: still have it framed on a wall.
0: <laughs> even, even the untouched one, like... UFO or not, I think, like, you know, at the very least, it's going to make great cover art. Yeah. That's all we have time for this week. If you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family, and we'd appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast, send them in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover, send us an email or shoot us a message on any of our social media, and we'll get back to you on it. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Bye.